What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. Welcome to Streamiverse, a 10-minute podcast rooted entirely in spite. We used to be a podcast about Quibi, but they sent us a cease and desist. So now we talk about everything that streams. Quibi's not the only game in town, honey. We're all stuck at home for the foreseeable future, so let's watch some trash together. Here's what's going on today in the Streamiverse. And we're back, and we've got a lot to discuss, mainly today, about Netflix. We're speaking about the psychology of the Netflix service. Netflix has been in this game, the streaming game, since the very dawn of its existence, and they're absolutely killing it 100% of the time. They own this vertical. And like as we've heard throughout the zeitgeist, it's a very weird place and a very interesting culture behind the product. And they they use data a lot to make decisions. And they also are very intuitive at designing the service in a way that makes people love it. And it gives them exactly what they want right when they want it. So how do they do that? It's through psychology. Oh my gosh, take me through. Listen, I never took Psych 101, so go let, ahead. Let me let me take you through the psychology of the Netflix <laughs> web app. I thought you really expected me to have an answer. And I was like, <laughs> shit, I thought we planned this so that you tell us. Okay, Whoops. go ahead. Um, yeah, so uh, the really interesting thing that Netflix uh, does is it forces people to make decisions mm. faster than they want to. You know when you open up, you go on Netflix.com and you're scrolling through and all of a sudden <laughs> yes. the freaking video starts playing, the trailer starts playing, the and then the, the, cl- the clock starts ticking and you're like, oh God, it's going to start. <laughs> you know, it's terrible. Yeah, it Actually, is. I think a lot of people hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people hate it, but it's like Netflix actually knows what's better for you than you do. That's <laughs> like, yeah, it's... Of course I felt that because I was like, I'm like, I'd rather die than watch the next, the first 10 seconds of this show. I will not watch Ozark. No. And then I scroll, but there's no escape. It's fucking terrible. But it's also great at the same time because as humans... We're also terrible at making our own decisions. You, you, you give know us, what? I don't, I, don't, oh, I'm I disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? For the most part, I would say when I go on the Netflix app or whatever, I find what I want pretty quickly. And it's because they designed it well. But what happens is when you give people a lot of choices, sometimes they get paralyzed by mm-hmm. the amount of choice. Sure. And they'll just scroll and scroll and scroll. And then they'll get so frustrated that they just give up and they watch nothing instead. And so what Netflix does is they design this user experience that you get into the app or you get on the website and then a timer starts ticking and they start playing a video and they're like, hey, look, this is kind of good. You should check this out for five seconds. And then if you don't move quick enough, it'll just start playing the show (laughs) without you even asking. Yeah. (sighs) And when I think about that, I actually compare it to just flipping on the TV and like when you if you have cable TV. I compare it to like flipping on the TV and watching whatever's on, you know, and there's like people do that. I've done it. Oh, that's the pleasure. That's the pleasure of cable live TV, because it's like it's so it feels it can be serendipitous. You could discover a movie that you've never seen before or. Right. Yeah. An episode of a show you don't remember, but was really good. I mean, yeah. 
the power of choice is both a blessing and a curse for consumers. And so Netflix is trying to battle the power of choice. They're giving you the power of choice, but they're also being like, speed it up, buddy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Um, That's true. And so, yeah, go ahead. Well, my question to you is what truly memorable piece of content have you watched or truly great piece of content have you watched thanks to this mechanism? I mean, I don't know if I can remember that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's the that's my little issue is like <laughs> I can remember watching Father of the Bride on TBS on Saturday afternoons if it's playing. Yeah. I've watched Jurassic Park on TV so many times. I've watched Horace Gump on TV so many times. I remember... Um, I remember stumbling across a show called Scandal when it first started because it was mm -hmm. on TV after another show I liked or something like that. Yeah. Like, I can name it when it happens on TV. I can't think of a single show on Netflix that I watched just because it started playing. I usually right. still seek stuff out because I've heard of mm -hmm. it otherwise, word of mouth or seen the promos or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I th the interesting thing about it is that Netflix actually does have a ton of garbage on their site <laughs> yeah like any if they any showed it TV to you or anything yeah right but just the experience of like opening the app and then the time the ticking clock to the point where you find what you want to watch i think that's a huge like um focus for netflix themselves oh, for sure because I mean, if they show you too much and you start scrolling you're like i can't find anything good i'm out I'm just going to go somewhere else. And that's what I do. That's what I do, like, almost every time on Netflix, unless yeah. if I've seeked something out, sought something mm -hmm. out. Um, yeah, and it is it is a really interesting mechanism. I'm glad you brought it up. It's like, a, it's like being on your own little game show, honestly. <laughs> it's like a game. Yeah. But, they're, but part of what they're, they're battling is anxiety. Because people get anxiety when they have to make a difficult choice. And so they make it very easy for you to the point where you almost don't have to think about it. And then another thing that Netflix is doing to combat like the choice anxiety, and I've seen this in Spotify also, is that when I open the app, they present me with a bunch of stuff I've already watched and a bunch of stuff that I already love. And it's always there. It's like the office is always in there. Right. Like some of my favorite comedies are always in there always on the homepage and I'm like, I've seen these things like a hundred times. Why would I want to watch them again? But if I get tired and they're there, I'm like, I guess I'll just watch them again. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know? love rewatching stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so they present me. you with stuff that you're familiar with, but then they also do a good job of mixing in new stuff and then making like previews and trailers of readily available for you. So it's like a nice mixture of like, Things that feel like home to you and then new stuff that you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll give that a try this time. And Spotify um, also does this with their recommendations in the Discover Weekly playlist. Spotify will mix songs in that you've already like Discover Weekly. The point of it is that you're supposed to find new music from it. Yeah. But Spotify will mix in songs that you already have in your library that you've already liked Mm. just to give you like something that you like because if you're going through like like a habit that i get into is i'll go and listen to my discover weekly every week when it's new and if it's trash like if they give me a bunch of stuff i hate yeah that's like a really bad experience but if they give me a bunch of stuff i hate and then like put in like three songs that i like 
it like mitigates that terrible experience. <laughs> I so was, I think they're very smart. That is smart. I mean, the, the really smart thing about Netflix as well is they just don't let you leave. They're like, yeah. they, they just want you to keep playing that whack-a-mole game. Keep yeah. picking something. Oh, that episode, the final episode of that season? Here's a, here are five other shows just like that show you might like. Yeah. Click on it. Oh, you don't want to click on it? It'll just start playing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. What I, what I also like about the way that Netflix's app and everything is formatted is like they give you genres on your homepage, but they also have categories where it's like goofy and like, you know, like <laughs> strong female lead, dumb trash TV, like, <laughs> like cringy reality, you know, like yeah. they really like there's a nuance to how they categorize things. And I, I, I just would love to see like the back end of like all the different little terms of how they categorize shows to just sure. know how they. The writing All of the that little... copy. I'm sure it went yeah. th- goes through a million iterations. <laughs> Just real quick, while, while we're on the, sh- the topic of Netflix, I watched Mucha Mucha More yesterday. It's this new documentary that premiered on Netflix. It's about Walter Mercado, who was a big-time astrologist that had, like, at his peak, 140 million people watching his show every day. And the thing is, I don't know who he is. I didn't know who he was before this, but, like, he's a big deal to Spanish audiences. Like, he he's an icon to them. And it was a very moving, well done. It's a tight 90-minute uh, look at him because oh. he did this show every single day, and then he just disappeared. And everyone, it was sort of a mystery. Like, where did he go? And he's a really yeah. crazy like character. He's got amazing costumes and he's he has all these fun movements. He's very unique. And so he left without a trace and then the documentary got documentarians found him and interview him and it's a, an interesting look at the winter of an icon's life. Hmm. Everybody loves a tight 90. Tight 90. Lu, um Lin-Manuel Miranda's in it. Oh boy. For all you Hamilton heads. <laughs> he has uh, a little wait, cameo. So what happened? where did the guy go? He disappeared? He went he's just he got old. Is it gonna That's ruin the, the answer. Movie? He, he just, just got old and he stopped doing his show. Yeah, he just like he doesn't want to age on TV any more than he has. I mean uh, you need to look him up and see like image is also part of his shtick. What drew you to the show? I just like learning about I mean the, I saw the trailer and it made him seem like this cultural phenomenon. I'm, I don't like when there's a cultural phenomenon I've never heard of. So I was like, I need <laughs> to educate myself. So I went and watched it and now I know. And I, I think he's very lovable and charming and just great to know about. So snaps mm. Netflix. But just an example to tie into Rob's theory. I did not go and just find this on Netflix. I saw the trailer. I sought it out. I watched it. And when I was done with it, I said, that's it for me. And I X'd out. <laughs> oh, shoot. We ran out of time. But don't worry. We'll be back every weekday for the rest of your lives. To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Streamyverse. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite stream millionaires. See you in the streamy.